You're listening to Radio Influence. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Um, well, Buccaneers football season is over. Um, I think they maybe fell right about where everybody thought they were going to be at the end of the season. I think the journey might have been a little bit different. You know, you know, being 7-9 and nine is not the worst thing in the world. It's been worse. We've been worse previous couple of years. Um, I think they showed better than 7-9 and nine at the end of the year. You know, when you lose your two best wide receivers, if anybody loses the two best wide receivers, they're going to be in trouble. And, you know, yesterday I put money on the Falcons to win that game. I won the money, but I was actually, you know, surprised that the Buccaneers fought them. Like, I thought they were just going to get whopped. I think I thought they were going to get whooped. I really did. And it started off that way. Um, you know, the Buccaneers usually throw, not the Buccaneers, James Winston usually throws an interception in the first drive. He didn't have a chance to because Ronald Jones beat him to the fumble. So they still end up getting a, a, turn, a turnover in the first possession, which will kill you most of the time. Um, if you get a game when you lose a turnover battle and you miss three field goals, you don't win any of those games. You can't. You can't win those games. No way. Not against. No, the Falcons are a good football team, not a great football team by any means. But this Buccaneer team, you know, going into the offseason, the unfortunate part for a lot of players on our Buccaneer team is that the fan base and brass and the coaching staff are going to remember the last things they saw. So if you're Matt Gay, there's going to be another kicker in here next year, Matt. That's the way it goes. If you'd have made all three of those kicks, they'd have brought in maybe a dude just to come to camp. But the fact that you missed three kicks over three, there's going to be a name competing against you in training camp. You assured that today or yesterday. As far as Jameis Winston goes, all the talk is blah, 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 okay? Because I don't care what he says on the podium. I don't care what fans say about him. The long and short of it, you can't win with throwing that many interceptions. It doesn't matter if you're a Jameis fan or not. Next year, if he throws 30 interceptions again, the Bucks won't win again. And to be the first player in history to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, I'm not sure that's a great thing to hang your hat on. Like when nobody else in the history of the NFL has ever done it and you did it on a losing team, I'm not sure that's great, you know? It's a lot of interceptions, everybody. It's almost two interceptions a game. That's a lot of interceptions. It's a lot. (laughs) And, you know, like I said, I had money on the game. I had money on the Falcons. So, you know, I I do this just about every year with the Buccaneers. It seems like I remember the end of Raheem's um, tenure, the end of Gruden's. The last game, I bet I bet the house against them, and they get whopped every time. And they lost yesterday. Once again, they fought. But to look at what we've done this year, where we've gone, I feel good about next year. And I, and I don't say that very often. I didn't really say that this year. It's a new system, um, new coordinator who needs to grow. There's no doubt Byron Leftwich needs to grow. You know, if Ronald Jones, okay, we had to fumble early, but if you have eight carries for 98 yards, that just tells me one thing. Yeah, you should have ran it more. Should have ran it more, period. You come into that in, in overtime, run the ball. Run the ball. See if our offensive line can take over a game for once in the 17th week of the season. But I think Byron Leftwich has a lot of growing to do. 
this offense in general needs to revamp itself a little bit. Okay, this is this is a real story. Okay, I watched the game yesterday with a bunch of you know a bunch of my former teammates and a bunch of former NFL players, and there's a lot of knowledge in the room. And after watching it, I go, "Did OJ Howard play?" And everybody looked around, and nobody had an answer. That's not good. If you're you know you're that high of a draft pick, and we're minus our two best receivers and you're on the field and you're a starter and I don't know you played, that's not good, okay? Cameron Brait, you make $7 million for one catch. So I don't know why Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich are coming out in two tight end sets and we have two tight ends that don't catch the ball. That don't make no goddamn sense. Put some more receivers out there. Listen, Perriman... The fan base, and I know because I was talking to the fan base not too long ago, they wanted him cut for a fifth-round pick. And I go, and then what? If we didn't have Perriman yesterday, it would have been a problem because there was nothing else going on. And Perriman, when Mike Evans comes back and Chris Godwin come back, Perriman's going to be a son of a bitch as a number three because he showed everybody he can play. So, And I'm, you know, I had Michael Clayton here watching the game yesterday, and he said something that I agree with 100%. He goes, you don't know how good somebody is until you, until you get in the ball. So when you have Mike Evans out there and Godwin out there and you're the third guy, you just it's hard to get into the flow of the game. And the kid can play. Perriman can play. And him as number three is, is going to be great going into next year. But they got to talk about, I don't know, like coming out in sets without tight ends because I, I you're going to pay Cameron Bray $8 million again to catch one pass a game. And O.J. Howard, you know, I think he, he had one statistic. I think it was a pass interference. Okay? That ain't good enough. And, like, I've defended O.J. Howard throughout the year, but I'm not going to defend you no more. That's it. Like, I, I, I defended Jameis a little bit throughout the year as well, but it's come to a point now where at the end of the game, and this is all documented because there's a lot of people watching, I go, they better lose a coin toss because if they get it, Jameis is throwing a pick for a touchdown. I said that before the coin toss. They win it. I go, watch. And I don't, I don't was it the first play? First or second play? Boom, goes the other way. It's, it's, it's almost inevitable. And I don't know if you can win with a quarterback that inevitably is going to give the ball up. I don't know if you can win. I'm not sure. I don't think we have a choice. Just like, you know, re-signing Donovan Smith. You don't have a choice. There's where you, okay, if we didn't have Donovan Smith this year, we'd have been in trouble because Donovan Smith played pretty good. He, he really did. Our offensive line is not bad pass-blocking offensive line, run-blocking. They got to improve themselves. And we improved in a lot of different ways this year. Our defensive line is 10 times better than it was last year. And all you Gerald McCoy fans out there, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying saying this, by the way, you were wrong, period. Oh, we're going to miss Gerald. Wait till what are we going to do without Gerald? You know what we're going to do without Gerald? Be so much better. Stop the run. Get after the quarterback every play. Because I'm telling you, I watch a lot of football. Yesterday, I... I your boy was uncomfortable, okay? Matt Ryan was uncomfortable all the time. And it's not only about sacks. And we had three from Shaq Barrett, who's a MFer, okay? He just a problem because his motor is like Clay Mathers Jr. motor used to be back in the day. We have JPP who's beasting, okay? JPP's trying to make him some money. He got five sacks in two games. He's, and you know what? He almost could not, he had a sack on his first play that he came back and he had a little lull for a couple games. You know, it takes a lot to get back into football shape. He wasn't in football shape. 
And now all of a sudden he's that dude again. Okay. So the Bucks have obviously a lot of decisions to make in the offseason. Shaq Barrett has to come back somehow. We got to figure out JPP. You got to figure out Dominican Sue. But our defensive line as a whole with Vita, William Golson played his ass off this year. He really did. He made a bunch of plays yesterday. And you don't really understand the importance of depth at the defensive line. And William Golston can play inside, outside, and he's a tough son of a gun. So I, I really enjoy the way William Golston plays. And as a whole, uh, I thought Todd Bowles did a great job with this defense to gradually, you know, improve as we went through the through the year. Devin White is a star. You know, he's stars are around the football all the time. Stars make plays, you know. Rondé Barber and uh, Derek Brooks and John Lynch, that's not an accident that those guys scored all those defensive touchdowns, seriously. And this defense, as I see them, they're running around and they're a confident bunch. They, they really are. We have to, we're figuring things out defensively. I think we still have to figure out what we are offensively. Because in that game, there was zero rushing first downs by either team in the first half. You know, you know what that is? That's two bad football teams playing each other, um, statistically and record-wise. Because if you look at the teams that rush the ball successfully, they all win. Almost all of them win. And because that's the most important thing. We got Jamison, one, one of eight quarterbacks to ever throw for eight for 5,000 yards. I didn't look up the others, but I, I don't know if anybody else did it on a losing team. I would be shocked. That's why when you evaluate Jamis, he's a weird dude to evaluate. I mean, really, really weird. Almost to where, like if somebody says Jamis sucks, you ain't wrong. If somebody says Jamis is ridiculously talented, you ain't wrong either. Because I could give you five throws in that game yesterday or any game Jamis plays in, and you would go, if you just watch those five throws, you would say, I need this guy. And then I give you five throws on the other end of the spectrum, you would say to me, why is this guy playing? Why is this guy in the NFL? So evaluating Jameis Winston is one of the hardest things I think I think anybody's done. And Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich get to go into this offseason knowing that their guy threw the game away on the last play of the, of the whole year. And then you got to be confident about it. That's, a, that's tough sledding. I didn't think there was anything that Jameis Winston can do in the last two games to up or down a stock. I was wrong. <laughs> Doing that was bad doing that in overtime after you know a defense would have been nice if they had stopped him at the end but you know once again this Atlanta's not a terrible football team and that Jameis you know you, you can't lose games like that you can't lose games like that statistically if you take out Jameis's interceptions there's so many games this year that the Buccaneers statistically beat up the other teams but Jameis's interceptions and listen the the last interception to me, just all Jameis, the interception that was thrown to Watson, it looked like it was a miscommunication, but you know what? It doesn't matter anymore. Hey, interceptions are interceptions. They're not going to put, the, they're not going to go 30 interceptions. 10 were Jameis's fault. 10 were so-and-so's fault. It's 30 interceptions, period. Receivers don't have interceptions as statistics. But regardless, the offense ain't right if you're throwing that many interceptions, okay? And... There's so many things that Jameis does well and like way, way up on the spectrum. And he has stuff way down on the spectrum as well. You know, I don't know if Jameis hurts himself on the podium. I don't know if he helps himself. Like he came out and he was like, I'm balling. 
Mm, no. If you're balling, we'd be in the playoffs. That's you know who you know who's balling? Lamar Jackson's balling. Tannehill's balling. Okay, there's a few other. Breeze is balling. Uh, there's not that many. Okay, James ain't balling. He's flinging it, but flinging it and balling are two things. When you ball, you win. You can't ball and throw thirty interceptions. That's not, that's won't happen. It's not gonna happen. So you know this is gonna be an eventful off season. There's so many things that need to happen. Um, obviously, Jameis is gonna be the biggest thing that we talk about the whole off season, and half the fan base is gonna go crazy for whatever happens and whatever. And if it goes the other way, the other half will go crazy. But I, I predict Jameis will be our quarterback next year. I predict. They they put a franchise tag on him. Listen, don't don't worry your pretty head that if they're playing him twenty two or twenty five or twenty seven million dollars. Don't let that trip you out. Okay, there's plenty of money that can be moved around in the team. There's a couple players. Their contracts are going to be up. There's going to be money to be spent. And next year, it's not like we're we're going to have some money to spend. Now there's some big names that we have, and it's hard. Listen, it's. It's not that easy just to say, oh, we're going to re-sign all our players. There's a lot of factors. Listen, JPP, we don't know if he wants to come back, do we? I would hope he would. I mean, to start something, he, to me, is a leader of the defense. And if he comes back, you're still the leader. If you go to another team, then you've got to reestablish yourself. Dominican Sue, I, he's the mentality of our defense. Love to have him back, okay? Love to have him back. Shaq Barrett is a necessity. You, you can't let, you can't, introduce the world to somebody and then just let him go and let him beast out with somebody else. Shaq Barrett has to stay. He has to somehow. But it's so hard because right now Shaq Barrett is a free agent. The only way the Buccaneers have his rights is to put, put a, a, a franchise or transition tag or else he's a free agent. Somebody out there with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money might throw a lot of money at this cat. 19 and a half sacks is unheard of. That's Lawrence Taylor. Okay, there hasn't really been a stand-up end like that. Get well, you know, in well, he, where he came from in Denver, that's where they get him. You know, Pittsburgh, but Shaq Barrett makes a lot of plays, man, and he comes with a lot of attitude. And I think that's something that is essential. The Bucks have the 14th pick in the draft. I am definitely not the guy to go down who who, who I think I'm going to be my pick because I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Who claims to know? I'm just drafting. Get out of here! You don't know nothing. You watch film. You watch film on all these guys. No, sorry. 14th pick. There's so many things need to happen before we even talk about the Bucks. 14th pick, free agency. There's a lot of different things. But I mean, for the most part, I think Buccaneer fans should be as optimistic as they've been in quite a few years because I think this is heading in the right direction. Does that mean anything? Nope. Everybody. Gassed up the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl. Get the hell out of here. Cleveland Browns are losers. You know what's funny? So are the Bucks. So just to say that, because we had a mediocre year, we're going to be okay. I'd rather be the New England Patriots off a mediocre year with that tradition or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Ravens because the Bucks stay sucky for long periods of time. Eras, okay? Some teams don't lose two years in a row. The Bucks stay sucky for eras, I was I was in a whole era. Don't worry, I remember it. But it's time to get out of that era and let's start you know start these winning ways because we've we've moved the meter a little bit. You know, time for us to go to the playoffs because it's getting tiresome. Trust me, I'm tired. I'm tired of not winning. Definitely tired. I'm I'm tired of having to defend people too. 
we're all a Buccaneer base here. We should all want Jameis to be successful. I don't really feel that. I don't feel like they want Jameis to be successful. I, I think a lot of people don't like Bruce Arians. Man, he's our coach, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's you should want them to be successful. You should want one Buccaneer place to be a successful place. I do. But it seems to have been a long time since that happened last. If anybody ever wants to email me any kind of questions, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. And uh, normally I'm on the Ron and Ian show from 3 to 7, 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM. I have Monday and Tuesday off. I'm be broadcasting the Outback Bowl on Wednesday. And we'll be back in studio on Thursday with Ron and Jay Retro. So I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, football season is over for the Buccaneers, but... Football doesn't go anywhere, so I, we continue this podcast all year long. There's so much stuff happens in the offseason. There's playoff football, and it's football, everybody. Football is just fun to talk all the time. Everybody have a wonderful day, and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist, so thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. RadioInfluence.com.